The New York Giants lose another one. What happened? What went wrong? And how can they fix it? David Turner, president of Maverick Sports Consulting and former NFL scout, joins me on the Lockdown Giants podcast to talk about it and break it all down coming up next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked on Giants, part of the Locked on Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you. And uh, folks, this is going to be another epic one. The Giants, just when you think they have found every conceivable way to lose a game, now comes a walk-off field goal. The Giants losing to the Washington football team on Thursday Night Football, 30-29. to not very good showing from the defense, some of the play calling, just atrocious. Just what is going on? We're going to try and figure some of this stuff out. And joining me, as he has done so far this season, and always glad to see him win or lose, is David Turner, former NFL scout, president of Maverick Sports Consulting. And David, my friend, we got a lot to talk about on this show today. We do. We do. And, you know, it's it's tough to do two giant shows for me in a week. You know, it's like we came on Monday. Now we're on Friday and it's to start the week and end the week. It's almost going to be the same tone. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, we might as well just copy what we did on Monday and and (laughs) put it in today. But, you know, yeah, I mean, that's what it's going to sound like. But I assure you, folks, this is a brand new show. We recorded this on a Friday morning. So this is a brand new show. Same concerns, but but a new show. So anyway, David, I got to start again with the defense and just. Simple question for you. Probably has a complex answer, but simple question. What the heck is going on with that defense? Did we maybe overvalue that defense and think that it was better than it actually is? Or what are you seeing? I'm seeing terrible calls. Terrible. Like, I'm a Graham fan. I'm a Graham fan. But this soft coverage, keep them in front of you crap, is killing me. Killing me. Okay. You saw later in the game, they rolled up into press and they did pretty well with it. But early, and I'm talking three quarters, most of it was just off coverage. Even on third and short, they're off coverage. I'm like, what are you doing? This is the NFL. You got to roll up and play press, especially on third down. You got to take some chances with some blitzes. You got to bring some people. A lot of what he's doing is rushing for, letting the, their guys try to get there. And, and then the Washington last night kept six in, and, you know, they weren't getting home. Now, there was some pressure on. Let's not totally kill it. I mean, there was pressure that, you know, they made uh, Heineke move off his spot a bunch. But at the end of the day, the coverages are too soft. You have to let Bradbury and the crew roll up and bow up and be men about it and literally be physical with these guys at the line of scrimmage, especially against the receiver crew, which, again, they are talented, but they are not the best in the league. They're not the best the Giants are going to see. And they're sitting back playing off coverage and playing soft. I don't get that. 
I really don't get that. And maybe it's the Raider in me coming out working with Al Davis so long, but you got the corners, you got big physical guys, let them get to the line and use their physicality, their length of their arms and disrupt timing and then just, you know, disrupt patterns and throw them off, giving your, your rush ends and your blitzers time to get to the quarterback. I don't know if I saw an A-clap blitz last night at all. I didn't see very much twists or stunts. And I'm like, why is this so so vanilla? We saw vanilla in week one. We're like, okay, maybe they're trying to, you know, still get a feel for themselves. But la- last night, you had a wounded animal walk. You walked into the wounded animal's den, and you played vanilla defense again. Like Graham, I'm a huge fan. You know, I'm a huge fan. I talk a lot about him. I like him. What are you doing? I have no clue. Please fill us in because this vanilla stuff. It's not working. I need sprinkles. I need chocolate. I need cherry on top. I need some whipped cream. Like, can I get some whipped cream? Like, can you can you throw some whipped cream at this defense a little bit and throw them in the A gaps? Let's get some pressure up the gut. Come on, man. I mean, I, I just wonder, is it, you know, not to, to use this as an excuse, but they did warn us. Joe Judge did say, oh, you know, the first couple of weeks might look like preseason, which, by the way, I don't like that excuse. You know, they should have been doing this all along. So, I mean, they sign a Dory Jackson supposedly to give them better personnel to play man coverage. Is it an injury because of Jackson's ankle? I mean, what conceivably, and I know you can't speak for Graham, but from, from you know, your experience, what conceivably could be holding them back at this point? I, I honestly don't know. Like week one, I you know, we talked about it on Monday. I was like, maybe they, you know, they didn't put everybody on the field together. They wanted to get a feel. They weren't sure really what they could do. But statistically, when you go zero and two, you don't win a Super Bowl. When you go zero and two, you barely make the playoffs. When you go zero and two, you know you, you you're almost done for the season statistically. You know, we can go back and look at it. Everybody knows the zero and two mark is is not necessarily a death trap, but it's a very negative place to be. And now you had a chance to be a 2-0. and You didn't have a very hard start of the season. Washington looked tough when they had Fitzmagic. Then you, you limp in against Heineke, and you, you blow an opportunity to go 2-0, and and now you're sitting at 0-2. and You got 15 more games to go. What, I mean, you got to take the shrink wrap off here, guys, and you got to let these boys go. You know, it, and, and, and I don't get it. I talked to somebody inside the organization yesterday before the game played, and they know the statistics about 0-2. They understood it. They knew it. Does the coaching staff know it? I don't know. Because last night, the way they coached, and we'll get into all the way they coached, it didn't look like it. Yeah, it definitely didn't. And let me just, throw, speaking of statistics, let me throw this at you. And, and you know, thank God you're sitting down. Because when I saw this, I was like, <laughs> wow. So in the first two weeks, Teddy Bridgewater and Taylor Heineke not Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. We're talking Teddy Bridgewater and Taylor Heineke. Good quarterbacks, but again, not elite. Okay. They have combined to complete 75.6% of their passes for 600 yards, four touchdowns, and only one interception. Right. And again, when you sit soft, you allow that to happen. You come up and tackle and rally to the ball. So I understand, like, statistically, quarterbacks often will have better numbers versus those type of defenses, which is, again, as long as you're getting off the field on third down, what they get on first and second down to pad stats is fine, whatever. 
but they're not getting off the field on third down. They're not bringing up, you know, dialing up blitzes and getting to the quarterback. They're not, you know, up up disrupting routes and causing, you know, great third down um, numbers to to put their offense back on the field quickly. It was a situation last night where we saw them let the guys drive down. And again, going going into the game, 17, come on, 17, you know that's their guy. How is he just not bracketed all game? I know you love Bradbury, but at the same time, bracket 17, bracket the tight end, and let Humphreys and the other guys, the rookie beat you, number two, Brown, I think his name is, let them beat you. You know, if they beat you, they beat you. But bracket the other two and let's go. Like, you know, it's it's not hard. And this is why I'm under I'm hard on Graham this morning, because I've been in 18 years. I get how this works. You bracket the top two, you know, you stop the run with the front seven. And then if the other guys beat you, they beat you. But, it, it, you know, and the hats off to them if they beat you. But you don't walk in letting their top receiver and, you know, get off on you. Now, the tight end didn't do much, but, you know, I think that was because Heineke didn't look for him as much. He was available at times. But again, 17, he was looking for all night long and they did not adjust game time. Coaching did not adjust to stop 17 from getting the ball. And 17, of course, is Terry McLaurin. You know, you mentioned third down uh, the the football team, four of 13 on third down, but fourth down two of two. I mean, this is two weeks in a row. Teams have had success on fourth down. I mean, holy moly. Well, again, the fourth down that they had last, the fourth downs they had last night were short. It wasn't like they were fourth and 15s or and they get, got conversions. They were short, and one of them was like three inches. I mean, it's hard to get, it's hard to prevent three-inch gains in the NFL. I mean, they get paid, too. They got big guys up front to push for three inches. So, you know, it was – I got that. But you know, four, I'm surprised it was four of 14 or whatever you said that they got third down and off the field because, I mean, in the second half, I want to say there was nine possessions between the teams and there was seven or eight scores, right? I mean, they just kept mm-hmm. going up. And so that must mean their second down to first down conversions were, were, were better. Yeah. Were better. And, you know, they were getting first downs on second down and stuff. And, and again, last night I saw, we, I thought we saw some life out of the pass rush. It wasn't enough. And I don't think the pass rush was helped with blitzing. And that that's what bothers me because in the NFL, when you do have a quarterback like Heineke, and I'm not trying to jump on him because I was with him in Carolina. He's a great young man and he's a decent quarterback. He's just like you said, he's not an elite quarterback. And when you have a guy like him who is shorter in stature, who does, you know, get taken off his spot easily. If you put some pressure in his face and you do get upfield on him, he's going to make mistakes you know, and we did not see the pressure to make, to, you know, to make him break. And um, and that's a, that's the term I always use is like, we got to make this quarterback break this week. There are quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers. You blitz him and he takes advantage of it. You don't want to make him break. Right. Because he'll move around and he'll he'll work the pocket. And then all of a sudden he, he, he makes your defense punished for it. Right. He'll punish your defense for it. But a guy like Heineke. You definitely could have made him break if you just kept putting pressure on him and pressure and pressure and pressure, and and they didn't do that. You know, I don't understand why the the leashes are on these guys. We got to take the chains off the dogs and let them hunt. Yeah, and and to your point, I'm looking at the uh, ball possession and drive chart. Washington had scoring drives of 13, 12, 11, 
11 plays. So that's four scoring drives where they had at least 10 plays, which, you know, to your point about the success on first and second down, which, you know, it, it was, it, it's very true. I mean, that's why the third down probably wasn't as, you know, on paper, it looks fine, but they weren't in a lot of third down. So I, I, I'm totally with you. I mean, the Giants got 10 days to figure this out. Patrick Graham, you know, I don't know why he's suddenly gone so conservative, but uh, hopefully in 10 days for Eli Manning day, we see the defense that we saw last year, which was a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more uh, fly to the ball type thing, and a lot more physical than what we have seen. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up with David Turner in just a moment. But first, Built Bar is a healthy, low-carb, low-sugar, and high-protein treat that will satisfy your sweet tooth. Choose from nine amazing flavors, plus the occasional limited-time offering available in nut and nut-free varieties. Visit BuiltBar.com and get 15% off your order with our special promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. All right, David, let's turn now to the offense. Now, let's start with the good. Daniel Jones, I don't think, you know, I, I thought Daniel Jones looked pretty good. I mean, if you're looking to put a blame for this loss, you can't go to him. I mean, playing behind a reshuffled offensive line, which had to shuffle again once Nick Gates suffered his unfortunate injury. And by the way, best wishes to that young man, tremendous human being. And didn't, you never want to see that with anybody, but especially that kid, given how hard he's worked. But so Daniel Jones, I mean, I don't think he had a bad game last night. I mean, on a first glance. Now, what did you see from Daniel Jones? And, and can we be encouraged by what we saw moving forward? Well, let me jump in on the Gates thing. That is super sad. And it reminded me of Richie um, when I saw it because it was just like, oh, my goodness, it's so sad. He's done everything the team's asked for, you know, and he's been a great leader and an individual that's handled adversity and play on the playing field and, and found success. So, I mean, he's one of my favorite Giants at the moment. And then he got hurt last night. So I was very upset to see that. Um Again, Daniel, <laughs> he had a good game. I mean, he really did. It was like, um, I think he was 30, 25 for 35, but he had like four drops on him, like four guys drop balls on him. And um, I think, again, Daniel threw the ball really well. The one that obviously at the end Slayton dropped, he ran the ball. That one that they called the holding call wasn't a hold. I mean, that was cheesy if it was anything hold. And so he ran the ball. I mean, he was a leading rusher with 95 yards. This, they really gave, put the, the game on his back. And he, and I thought he answered the, you know, the call last night. His teammates weren't around him. I mean, Gall I know Galladay dropped two, and I, I think Slayton dropped one, you know. But the other thing is, let's talk about play calling here. All right? I didn't see many screens. I didn't see a tight end screen all night. Um I didn't I mean, Rudolph was targeted twice. He caught both balls, but then when you get in the red zone, he dis he disappeared. Like Rudolph's a great weapon that is not effectively being used. Um I know was it um Galladay got targeted nine times and I believe um Shepard ten times. But you know, we're not distributed. Where's Tony? Where's um you know more for Rudolph? 
where's the screen game coming in? You know, I love the screen game. Tony would fit great in wide receiver screen game. I think that's one of the reasons they went and got him was to use him in that kind of role. Um, I didn't see him at all in that role. So for me, I think you have to ride the horses that are the best. Saquon, uh, Galladay, Shepard, and Rudolph. Like if those four guys aren't touching the ball more than the rest of them, and I mean drastically more than the rest of them, then what are you doing? Why are you paying those four guys what you're paying them if if you're not pumping the ball to them and making sure, you know, you're finding ways, rub routes, things that they're being successful? You know, if you if JG needs some help on figuring out how to get a guy open, why don't you go watch the Raiders film and see how they get Waller open? You know what I mean? Like they run rub routes, crossing routes all the time to get Waller open. They run, you know, trips to the boundary and then Waller's wide ass open on the backside. I mean, there's there's so much you can do, and the Giants have the talent. I'm not going to sit here and bash the talent at their skill positions. They have great talent at skill positions right now. I mean, just amazing, and they have some depth there. So, you know, I know we talk about the tight end position, not much depth, and that's true, but Caden Smith had a decent game last night, you know. Um, But the receiver position, man, they got skill. And Booker and, and, uh, and Saquon in the backfield, that's talent. And look at what Washington did last night. You know, um, their backup running back caught the ball and ran in, and, you know, he was like one of the top fantasy getters last night. You know, they, they're finding ways with what they got, and it's not as good as what the Giants got. Yeah. I mean, the, and you, you mentioned the play calling. The play calling in – okay, a couple of things that really irked me. Number one, in the second half, Sterling Shepard was their hot hand, so to speak. And they went away from him on a couple of drives, which I didn't get. Then after the Bradbury interception, what does Jason do? He calls two runs up the gut that got him, what, three yards total. And then he he has a third and seven. And then they go back to Shepard. Oh, Washington knew probably that that's where they were going and they were able to stop it. I mean, I thought that sequence cost them, you know, one of many things that cost them, but you know, you talk about points left on the board. You just wonder with a little bit more creative play calling in that situation, might they have come away with seven instead of having to settle for three? Well, I, I agree with you 100% in that scenario. First first one for me, <clears throat> play action, because what do they think you're going to do, Ron? So go play action to the tight end. See if he's open, if he's not you know what, roll out, give your receiver some time to, you know, get creative and go from there. If not, second down, I'm fine with an outside zone run or an inside power. Cool. Pick up three, get, you know, make it a third and seven. I get it. Like you want a manageable third down, so make it happen. And then on third down, like you said, they just went right to Shepard. That ball was a little bit behind him. I think Daniel missed on that throw. That was the throw that I think Daniel made it hard for Shepard to, you know, be successful on. Um, but again, I didn't see a lot of rub routes last night. I saw a few zone like crossover routes is what I call them because they're a little deeper than a rub would be. And in those situations, you got to rub it, man. You got, I mean, when you're down there on a turnover, you got to run that rub route and just, and just make it happen. Um, but again, you got Galladay, you got Shepard, line them up to the same side, go backside with, uh, you know, your tight end and, there's just so many formations that you're allowed to use. And I don't see very many different formations coming from the giants. You know, I think it's pretty similar all the time. They don't keep them guessing on it. 
and you had all offseason to add some wrinkles and things. I don't understand why they didn't run the ball with Saquon more. I'll be frank. You know, when they were up and you have Saquon, I mean, that he brushed it off a 41-yard run. Your offensive line looked like they were starting to figure it out, get it a little bit. And then look at the running attempts in the second half. It went way down. I'm like, you have a lead, run the ball. You know, play the field defense. I mean, if you're – again, I understand your defense is giving up 10, 11-yard drives or play drives, but that still make them go 10 and 11 yard, or play drives to get a score. Play the field position game. Run the ball, punt. Play the field position game and see if they can really keep sustaining that. I mean, when you're on offense, your philosophy should be give our defense – scores and long fields give our defense points on the board and long fields so we don't you know ask them to do short field stuff and last night i think they did a fairly decent job on special teams giving long fields giving them you know opportunity to do things but the play calling on offense i don't understand why they didn't run the ball more especially the first half they really were running the ball effectively it looked good second half i don't know why they went away from it let me ask you this, because that leads into my next question. Is Jason Garrett a good fit for this talent that they've assembled? I mean, it just, you know, I, I was having this conversation with my husband this morning and he said, I said, well, you know, he got his teams to the playoffs in Dallas, but, and my husband said, yeah, but what did they win? Nothing, you know? So the question that begs to be answered is Jason Garrett's philosophy a fit for what the Giants have? in terms of personnel. I think the offense fits his personnel scheme, knowing what he did in Dallas, what he liked to do, 12 personnel, 11 personnel, and they're set up for that. I mean, it, it works. I just don't understand the actual plays he's calling. You know, and like you said, the situational coaching to me is suspect right now. So, I don't believe they're not constructed for Jason. I do think they're constructed for Jason and what he wants to do and what his philosophy and schemes are. I just don't understand the calls. And that's what bothers me because when your quarterback's leading your team in rushing and he has a fumbling problem, I mean, and you got a guy like Saquon in the backfield and you got Booker in the backfield, you're built to run the ball. Like you got two running backs, use them. You know, you got, Again, we drafted you, Tony. We drafted, we, we got you, uh, Galladay this offseason, plus Shepard, plus Slayton, right? You got four receivers. Use them all. We got you, Rudolph. Use them. You only targeted him twice, and both times he caught the ball. Like, so they're there. You, you know, so when you talk about construction, I think the offensive line is the construction project versus the weapons that he needs to run his offense is there, you know? Um, I'm So I can't, I mean, if I had an offense coordinator, I'd say I don't have the weapons and I look at the Giants roster, I'd say you're a terrible coach at this point. If that's what he's saying, I don't think that's what JG's saying because I know JG, he's going to take accountability. He's the man he is. I've known him and his family for a long time and, and his dad would kill him and come from the grave and get him if he if he tried to blame it on personnel. Um, so I'm I'm not putting that out there for the Giants fans. Understand that. I just think that you know he needs to go into the lab these ten days and say, okay, let me take a couple of days, digest what I'm calling, look at myself, scout pay, pictures and numbers, and then 
maybe draw some film up, maybe from a couple other teams, redraw a couple plays and say, you know what, I need to w- w- incorporate these plays more so into my play calling. Yeah, they, you know, I thought the first series he called was pretty good. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, he mixed it up well and he had success. And then it was almost like once they got off the script, it just went down the toilet. <laughs> and it was like, you're sitting there and you're like, what are you doing, Jason? Come on, and you can do better than this. But, you know, you're right. They do have to go back into the lab these next 10 days and, Gosh, they got to salvage this because you're right. 0-2 is not a very good start. You know, I I always tell people, well, the 2017 went 0-2 and then they turned it around. We all know how that story ended. So it's not impossible, but given what we have seen these first two weeks, it's concerning. And the alarm bells are starting to go off. All right, Giant fans, we still have more to come with David Turner. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Get all of the latest news, odds, info, and sign up bonuses for all your sporting needs by heading over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device. When you open an account and use our special promo code locked on, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Terms and conditions apply. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David, let's now talk about in general, and we've got to touch on special teams because that penalty, holy moly. I mean, special teams, we all thought Joe Judge being a former special teams coordinator, this would be his baby. The special teams would be even better than they were. To me, it just seems like the special teams might be a little worse than what they've been, you know, prior to judges arrival. Do you think it's a matter of too many cooks in the kitchen or am I just seeing something that's not there? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> I give all credit to special teams coaches because I'm bald because of special teams. Uh, literally, I hate special teams. It's a, It's the area of the of the roster that, I mean, they have to manage every single player. As soon as there's an injury, it affects their, every team they have, because now you got a position coach saying, I can't have them running downfield on special teams and playing 90 snaps on offense and, or 75 snaps on defense, you know? Um, So you got to make adjustments and then that creates a hole. And then obviously, you know, you get exposed and then everyone wants to yell at the special teams coach. So they have to be the thickest skinned people. I swear. I, I mean, there's some good ones out there that I just love to death because you could say whatever to them and they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it is what it is. They, you know, their hands are tied. They really have very little uh, say so on anything. And it's tough. I don't hate the giant special teams right now. Are they special? No. Are they incredible? No. But I don't really hate them right now. I just think that they're average and they're okay. I think, like you said, our expectations for us because of Joe's background, um, we were expecting spectacular, right, on special teams. I just I think they built their offense and their defense for offense and defense, and they have a couple special teams guys, but they're not special, and that's just the way it goes. And you can win a lot of games without special special teams. Let's be honest. You, you can. Um, but last night, I mean, they flipped the field well. The punter played well. You know, Graham hit all his kicks. I mean, that was awesome. And, you know, you saw him drive some balls, and he looked very fluid. He looked very good. The timing on all the kicks were good. The snaps were good. You know, we're talking about coverage teams really at this point. 
and and blocking for the returners and things, you know, penalties on special teams, stuff like that. It's like, come on, like we got to clean that up. You know, we really do. But last night, the penalty game, I want to say Washington had nine or ten penalties and they caused six six first downs on their penalties. I think we only gave up two first downs on our penalties, if I remember correctly. So, you know, it's that part of the game isn't isn't lacking for me. I think it's kind of on par. I think, you know, if we get it better, we'll be better as a team, right? The Giants will be better of a team. But I, I, I know what you're saying. We expected more from Joe Judge on special teams. I'm more worried about what we're seeing on offense and defense right now, being frank. I mean, I think if we clean up the offense and defense and we put more points on the board and, you know, prevent more points from going on the board, we'd be better. But, I mean, Lawrence at the end of the game, total Noonan, right? You're right over the damn ball and you – and you're trying to get the push to to block. I mean, come on, man. You're not six seven. You're not Clay as Campbell. You're not gonna push and block that ball. You know, I mean, I know that's your job, but man, you're like five or you're like six three. You know, let's be honest. And that was a thirty or forty yard field goal. That's that's not coming out low. Your edge was gonna have to be where the rush comes from to get that one, you know, because it's just gonna rise too fast. I mean, most so let me get into my nerdish section really quick. But most most kicks get to 10 feet off the ground by the time they get to the the snapper's hiney. So, I mean, that we that's a standard in the NFL and, and in kicking game. If the ball isn't 10 feet by the time it reaches just before the line of scrimmage, it's more than likely has a chance to get blocked because obviously we have great athletes in the NFL that can jump 10 feet and block one. So the rise on the ball has to get up quick. And when you're under uh 50 yards that that's capable of doing once you get over 50 yards in the nfl you'll see that the ball comes down because they really have to drive it and that becomes a middle block possibility when you're coming to get a block in a situation like that it really needs to be a speed off the edge something you're creating off the edge and and knifing through the line of scrimmage in a way to where you can create a path to block it at the foot point and at the impact point not at the line of scrimmage point. And that's something, you know, Lawrence should have known and been like, hey, listen, I got to hold my water. Everybody in here, we got to hold our water because it's the edge guy's job to block this one. We're not, you know, we're not going to get to it. It's going to get too high before we even get our hands up. Great insight there. See, I didn't know that. See, I always learn something when we have these conversations. <laughs> That's that my geek stuff. side, special teams no, geek I side. I love it. I mean, gosh, we got to see more of that geek side because it's informative. So, all right, let me ask you this, a, a big picture question. You know, Joe Judge has done a good job thus far of remaining even keeled when it comes to wins and losses. Some people are saying, you know, enough of this this garbage show a little bit more emotion after a game you know we we think back to the eagle game last year or, or not the eagle game but the the regular season finale and how joe got probably as emotional as we've ever seen him over what the eagles did or didn't do in that finale against washington and people are saying why can't this guy be more like that you know especially you know just stand up and say hey this is not acceptable. We're, we've got to fix this. You know, instead, he's just kind of like even killed, gives the same spiel week after week. Does Judge need to, does he need to, I mean, I'm sure behind the scenes, he probably rips into guys and doesn't want to take that out into the public. But is he taking the right approach with that? I mean, I know there's different schools of thoughts about how you, you know, manage your 
a group of people. You don't want to embarrass them. But at the same time, sometimes you need to just say, hey, look, this is not acceptable. Well, again, look who his mentor is. Look where you learn from. You know, it's not like Billichek's out there ripping people in public often. And when he does say something out of the norm, everybody jumps on it and runs with it and, you know, judges in the New York media market. So if he says something like that, it's going to be a wildfire. It's going to be on ESPN in two seconds, you know? So you got to know where you're at. At the same time, you can rip another team and people for what they do because you don't have to coach them. You don't, you know, it's not your wife. You're not going to bed with them in the mornings or at night. So, you know, you don't have to worry about what you're ripping on other people for. Um, so, but for Judge, I, I, like I said, Monday in our show, I want to see more passion on the sidelines. I want to see a little in-game. Co- I, but where I'm feeling the Giants are losing is the in-game coaching. You know, the adjustments you make in the in the game. You know, I, like you said, Jason came out with his script, looked great, boom. And then on the other side, Ron made some adjustments to help them stop the run a little bit better because you could see in the first half he was just angry about how they were running, you know, the, getting people running the ball on him, and they made some adjustments. But then Garrett, to me, didn't. He just said, okay, we'll pass then. If you're going to take the run away, we'll pass, and became pass happy. And I'm like, dude, you know, let's just fix the run. Like, just, get, you know, run the ball, you know, and invoke your dominance on them. With Judge, I want to see him do a Nick Saban-style thing on the sidelines, like when he did with uh, Lane Kiffin, and say, run the damn ball, you know, and get after him. Like, this is Alabama. We run the ball. This is the Giants. We run the ball. Understand that. Giants offense runs the ball. So go out there and run the damn ball. Figure out how to run the ball. Go over there with your coaching staff that were paying millions of dollars and figure out how to run the ball on this defense. Let's go. That's your job to figure it out. I don't want to hear, what do I do? No, you're getting paid to do a job. Go do your job. Run the ball. Yeah. Okay. Run the ball. Plain and simple. And on defense, get off the field. You, you Like you pointed out, we got 14, 11, 13, 12, whatever, play drives here. Get off the damn field. I'm not, I, I mean, you get paid a lot of money. Get off the damn field. You know, if you can't just, if you can't get off the field by play seven, you better be all out blitzing, going and getting them and causing turnovers. Cause I would rather I'd be I'm about to get angry, sorry. <laughs> but I would rather I would rather have a defensive coordinator go out on his shield than go out than come home limping. You know, I would rather a defensive coordinator say, when it got to play six on this drive, coach, we sold out. I had zero coverage. We got beat. They beat us. They beat us over the top. We, we gave up a touchdown. But, you know, on play eight, nine, and ten, we were coming and getting them. And, yeah, they beat us. They found a way to beat us. I would rather have a guy come to the table tell me I threw a kitchen sink at him, and that's why we lost. Then, uh, I don't know, coach. I just couldn't figure it out. You can't figure It's your job to figure it out. It's your job. You know, and that's what makes me so angry about so many of these people. They're like, well, what do you want to do? Well, what do you think? It's not my job. You got paid. What's your coordinate? You got, okay. You got the coordinator title and you, these are the coaches you want to work with. Get in the lab and figure it out. Wow. <laughs> I, man, you're just, you, you, I love it. I absolutely love it. You, it's almost like you were part of that coaching staff, you know, that just came up short. And, and I think you speak for a lot of people. I mean, a lot of giant fans are frustrated 
with the job the coaching has done. It just hasn't been sharp in these first two weeks. I'd have to go back and check, but I don't think the Giants' defense has had a three and out. And I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe a couple. Last night, the first been. drive was three and out. And yeah, I, I was going to say maybe drive, a couple over the last two weeks, but it hasn't been a lot. They no, haven't it hasn't had a been lot. A lot. No. So, you know, and, and that's not good. That's not what you want to see. And that's why, you know, the question came up, well, did we overvalue the, how good the defense was last year? And are we just now kind of seeing the real defense showing up? And I'm like, you know, that's, I thought that was a valid question to ask. And, and I, I don't, I think the talent's there. I really like the talent on their defense. I, again, it comes back to coaching play calling on defense and offense. It's coaching play calling, you know? Um, And for me, if I'm Graham, after the second drive that went over 10 plays, I just start dialing up pressure and say, screw it, let's go. Don't worry about losing the game, you know? Worry about gaining the respect of your locker room and your guys. When you look them in the face and you say, listen, I can't say the word I was going to say. I caught myself, so you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, you, we are going to draw a line in the sand. And if you let them cross it, you're coming out. And we're going to rotate players until we find the combination of players that really want to play in this game. If I can't find them today, I'll find them. Like I told you last week, I'll find them on Monday. We're going to practice hard Monday. You don't like practicing hard Monday? Get out there right now and stop them on this next drive because I'm over it. I'm done. I'm not doing it. You guys get paid way too much money to be out there for 10 plays. Like that's unacceptable. 10 play drives are unacceptable. You can, I'm not saying go for three and outs. Like I get it. It's, it's not, they get paid to play too. <clears throat> you know, I, I get it. But when you get to six and seven plays in a drive, that's, that's, that's get off the field time. Let's go get off the field. You know, you don't let them have 10 play drives. You just don't. That's that's unacceptable. And when they you read off the statistics and they have four over ten play drives, that's unacceptable. You don't yeah. get paid to allow the off their offense with Taylor Heineke, you know, running the ship, get four over ten play drives. That's unacceptable. Yeah, I'm hearing her Brooks at you. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't me. want to work now. We're going to work after. Yeah, I'm tough. If yeah, Great if, I'm yeah. We're, if you're getting paid to work and you don't want to put the work in on Sunday, you'll put the work in on Monday. Yeah, it's that simple. You know. And again, I, I I tell I tell people who ask me about cutting players all the time, right? How do you sit in front of a man and take his job and opportunity away from him? Ninety percent of the time, ninety percent of the time, that man's already made the decision for me, and he knows it. Yeah. He didn't come to practice on time. He did something off the field. He did, you know, he could tell the other players were better than him, whatever. In this kind of situation, if they were out in pads today getting after it, every one of those players would know why. Because you you did not see those players walk off that field last night saying, I left everything out here. Those Giants players did not walk off the field last night. When you watched them walk off the field, they didn't walk off like I left exhausted. I left everything I had on this field. Well, you got some stuff in the tank. You owe it to me. Give it to me today. And that's a mentality thing. It's a mentality thing. And if they don't beat that, if they don't beat that mentality into this Giants team, it's gonna be a long season. 
Bravo, my friend. First off, thank you for refraining from cussing because I know you were <laughs> doing so, which I don't blame you because it's just something about this team lately that just brings out the worst in people. So I thank you for that. But uh, no, seriously, as always, great stuff. I mean, a bad, bad two weeks of football for this team, but breaking it down with you is just so much fun. It just it's actually something you kind of look forward to. And I'm hoping at some point we can break down a win. That would be really nice. You know, wouldn't it be nice if they pull it off on Eli Manning day next week? Oh, that would be sweet. But um, no, I appreciate you. I appreciate the insight. I think, you know, you dropped a lot of great knowledge today for, for those of us, for us mere mortals. Um, So I thank you for that. And um, I guess I hope we'll do this again in what a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, um, I, I got set up so I can do it after every Giants game, it looks uh-huh. like. And, you know, as long as the, the Internet's my friend and we keep it going, we'll be good to go. And, you know, again, uh, Dave, if you're listening and uh, the crew, if you need me, I'm available. Bring me in, coach. I'll, <laughs> I'll get you right. You might. There's going to be some sore butts, but I'll be in there and you'll be right. You know, I'll chew it. I have no problem chewing it, which y'all oh, know because you guys know me well enough to know. <laughs> but. <laughs> If you want, if you want to get it right, I'll get it right. Like I'm perfectly fine with it. You know, I'm not bad. I'm not, I'm not afraid of being the bad guy. Let me be the bad cop. If y'all want to be good cop. Wow. (laughs) All right. You have heard it here first. If you show up on the giant staff, we'll know why we'll know that they're listening to this podcast. So great stuff, my friend, as always, giant fans. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Sorry. We had to end the week on a bad note, but you know, we only go with what the team does. Make sure you tune in next week. All new episodes, the usual stuff. We'll have features. I'll try and get a couple of guests. And of course, uh, after the game next Sunday, uh, David and I will be back and we'll be breaking down hopefully what will be, fingers crossed, a win. So until then, Giant fans, have a great weekend and we will talk to you soon.